This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, whether or not he might be successful there, we are still waiting with bated breath, the Prince of Darkness, but optimism growing. It's going to make our own Mike Greenberg the happiest host here at ESPN Radio. This is Canty and Carlin. We are on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. We are in for the guys. 888-729-3776, the number if you want to jump in with us. That's 888-729-3776. And we have developments today on the Aaron Rodgers front. Courtney, I, for one, can't wait until this is over. I think I speak on behalf of all sports fans in the world when I say that. Diana Rossini reporting earlier today. After the in-person meeting between Rodgers and the Jets brass, including owner Woody Johnson, there is optimism in the Jets organization that they're on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Sources close to the situation tell ESPN. So it's not a done deal yet, but if it does become done... Courtney, the first thing that'll enter your mind when you hear the news is what? What happens to the NFC North? And maybe that's a little bit of home cooking because I cover the Chicago Bears. I'm in the division. I do wonder what this division's going to look like. And if the idea that the Detroit Lions might be the best team in the NFC North in 2023, I'm not quite there yet. But I just think about the finality and how – they're ready to move on after 30 years of quarterback stability. The only team in the NFL that can claim that going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and now to Jordan Love. I, I mean, guess. if you listen to Brian Gutekunst last week at the NFL Combine telling reporters that Jordan Love is more than ready to start and yeah. he's going to be the guy for the future there. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I can see them turning the page, but. Seeing it and actually watching that happen in real time, the idea of it versus the reality is something I just am not there yet because that's going to be such a stark difference with the Green Bay Packers when they don't have number 12 under center. It's just it it hasn't happened where you haven't had stability, and I'm ready to see what that looks like. You know what's weird? The, The shades of green difference between Packers green and Jets green what would they, you call the Jets green? Is that a Kelly green? Is they it were a, almost at St. Patrick's I'd Day. I should it, know I'd this. call it a forest green. Isn't it more of a No, a forest, forest green's like a darker green. That's kind of I more what know. the Packers have. Courtney, you expect me to be a color expert and a sports expert? You're leaning on me for a lot. I don't know. Producer Stosh, what green is the Jet green? Do we know? Is it gang? Green. Is there a gang green? That's when you lose joints. I don't. Think, um, I don't think it's a forest green. Uh, okay. Well, I, it's I, close. So, but what I think is interesting is the is the Packers green a? It, it's different than the Jet green. And it just makes it hard to imagine Rogers wearing that uniform. My body rejects it as a sports fan. It certainly is going to take some getting used to. You know, the real irony, Courtney, is that Rogers is going to follow the same path that Aaron Rodgers did. How weird is that? That Brett Favre did, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, the Rodgers is going to follow the same path that Favre did. I'm, I'm sorry. How, how strange? So, he, so you're saying he's going to retire a Minnesota Viking when <laughs> that, this is all said and done? That's where I'm saying this is hypothetically going. Where does the situation actually stand right now? Adam Schefter was on the six o'clock Sports Center, uh, and he had an update. The challenges for the Jets and Rodgers to put the finishing touches on this deal. Take a listen. 
pump the brakes. There's a lot that has to happen first. For starters, that meeting had to go well, and it sounds like it did. Both sides had to get to know each other. Then there would have to be the difficult breakup between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers that neither side has been willing to do for a couple of years now. Then the Green Bay Packers and New York Jets would have to agree to compensation, which is not going to be easy to do. And Aaron Rodgers would have to be willing to restructure his contract. There's a lot that has to happen before he would become the quarterback of the New York Jets. Now, at this point in time, they are the most likely suitor, the most logical landing spot, but Aaron Rodgers still has to decide that he wants to play when he's been considering retiring once he came out of the darkness. So there are a whole host of issues that have to take place before Jets fans can start thinking about number 12 as their new quarterback. I, I can't help but laugh when I hear Shefty refer to the darkness. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. Let's take the things Shefty just hit there one by one and start with Courtney. Does Aaron Rodgers really want to play for the Jets? I think the one thing he knows that would cement his legacy as an all-time great quarterback. Imagine if he took the Jets to the Super Bowl how the perception of him in the pecking order would change. If he could be the other active quarterback to win two Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes is the only one with two right now, then he's then I think that's a, re, a breath of air, fresh air into his career right now where it feels like things have grown stale. I mean, he got to a point with the Green Bay Packers the last couple seasons where 13-3 and three was the ceiling. In the NFC Championship, he couldn't get beyond that step. So a change in that going to a very difficult division yeah. in the AFC East. Like, I don't know and, if I agree with what Keyshawn Johnson had said or right. when we played the clip earlier today that they yeah. might be the best team in the AFC East. I don't know. You still have the Dolphins in that division. You've got the Buffalo Bills. You've got the New England Patriots. Like, that to me was kind of a, a reach. But he gets to write his script in a way that I think I think he just likes to do things where, you know, when someone tells him something, he wants to do the absolute opposite. So going to a place yep. like the New York Jets where it's a clean slate for him, he gets to sure. walk into a place where sure. they actually have upgraded the the weapons around the quarterback's position True. and have and, a great And where they defense. haven't won, where he'd feel like he's not taken for granted. And I think there no, is some of like that. No, he'd feel like he's the savior if he goes there and wins a Super Bowl. That's right. If he even got them to the Super Bowl again. To heck with winning it. If he got them to the conference championship game, he would be walking on water in New York. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She's Courtney Cronin. All right. The compensation piece. I, for one, wonder, because they let Rodgers and the Jets talk, how much have the Packers and Jets actually talked about the compensation? Do they have a sense of what we're talking about here? But, Courtney, a first-round pick has to be part of the conversation for Aaron Rodgers, I, I would imagine, right? Uh, yeah, and I mean, what Shefty was saying with the compensation, how difficult this contract uh, is to you know to maneuver because remember Aaron Rodgers would have to agree to restructure it and he did say on the Pat McAfee show you know whenever it was I think January that he would be willing to rework his deal wherever he were, were to yes. go but yeah the contract is not going to kill the New York Jets cap situation because he would count for 15.8 million in 2023 32.5 million in 2024 so that's kind of cap friendly for a player like that it's not taking up 40 percent of your cap that's more of you know the 15 to 20 percent which if for an elite quarterback like that you're probably willing to pay yeah. but the, here's the thing. It's like the Green Bay Packers have to be okay saying, all right, 
if Rodgers is going to leave, we're taking on $40.3 million in dead money. That's $9 million more than he would count for if he, than if he were on the roster. Are you okay with that sort of financial penalty for him to go play for somewhere else? Uh, I, oh, man. Um, yeah, I think to, to end yourself and rid yourself of this situation, I think you'd have to be. You know what I wish, Courtney? I wish the Jets were going to Green Bay this year if this trade happens because the dynamic of that crowd, if that were happening, which it is not, would be fascinating to gauge. To me, the last step in this whole thing was the Packers realizing that they didn't have to answer to an angry mob of fans, that the average Wisconsinite, to me, and you live closer there than I do, you live in Chicago, I live in Cleveland, but the average cheesehead to me is ready for the Jordan Love era to begin and the Aaron Rodgers era to end, and I think mm-hmm. that's what's made it easier for them to to really be able to process this. It's hard to know when to move on, and I, I just don't see how now, after all of this, after he's talked to another team, he's going to go back and play another game for the Packers. I think it's more likely he retires and goes and co-hosts, I don't know, get up with Greeny. <laughs> he plays for Greeny's football team. Uh, then he goes back and plays for the Packers again. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you're going to love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. That is Progressive.com slash careers. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer, she's Courtney Cronin. All right, from one NFC situation with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to another one, this kind of flew under the radar today, Courtney. You used to cover the Vikings for ESPN NFL Nation up through last year, but it appears that the Vikings may be ready to move on from one of their stalwart players, that Adam Thielen could be available on the free agent market. Look, They have riches in Minnesota at wide receiver. They got rid of Stephon Diggs and somehow upgraded the position going to Justin Jefferson. But how much interest do you think there would be in Adam Thielen? And maybe his backup, just figure out what you know about where this stands as of today as we sit here on March the 9th. This is not a surprise to anybody close to the situation and certainly was the news that I was expecting to come out of the combine because Thielen at this point of his career and the role that he's playing with the Minnesota Vikings – I don't know. This this to me just seemed like this was time, like willing this was going to happen at some point because he has a $19.9 million cap hit this year. So yeah. it's either going to be a massive restructure, a pay cut, or he's going to end up going somewhere else because if they release him, they save $6 million, just over $6 million against the cap. And they've got to do this soon because – his base salary for 2023, so just over, you know, just under 12 million, becomes fully guaranteed on the third day of the league year. So that's Friday next right. week. Right. They've got to make a decision here, and I think that Adam Thielen, where he's at in his career, you know, on the other side of 30, having dealt with injury the last couple seasons, but still having production to his name, I don't think he's ready take on a backseat role. And of course, when you're in an offense like that and Justin Jefferson's going to be commanding double teams, you need to have somebody else who can free up anything on the other side of the field to where Kirk Cousins is going to have options. And Adam Thielen has been that guy. I don't think he wants to be a 1B, though. I mean, he's been that with Stephon Diggs. He's been that with Justin Jefferson. I think Adam Thielen still 
can play and he wants to play. He wants an opportunity to go be a guy somewhere else and not have to kind of shrink into a wide receiver three potentially role or something like that. So yeah. I this think is he not gets, surprising. He gets open and he's a professional receiver. Like that, the number one thing that I think when I see him is he's an absolute consummate pro. Courtney doesn't drop the ball a lot. Relatively good influence in the locker room. Like, those are veteran presence. Those are all boxes that I think Adam Thielen checks. But you brought this up, and I think that his numbers sort of bear this out with injuries and other issues. Um, I think he needs to go to a place where he can win, and I think that probably his best football is behind him. That's not to say that he needs to retire, but it is to say to me that he needs to embrace the idea that his career right, is kind of evolving. Do you have a destination that you think would be a really good fit for him? New York Giants. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's a team that has a need at the receiver position. And for Daniel Jones, somebody that just got the big deal the other day, you've got Saquon Barkley in the fold on the franchise tag and kind of feels like a mere formality at this point that you would end up giving him the long-term deal. So you got to start putting receivers around those two to help the passing game because it was pretty bad last year and they were still able to make the playoffs and win a playoff game with a receiving core that had Kadarius Toney up until the trade deadline and then shipped him off to Kansas City. And you've got like, you know, you're working with like a scrap heap. So whether the Odell Beckham thing is going to pick up steam and maybe he'll go back to New York. I don't know. I think Adam Thielen would be a really good fit in blue. I really do. Interesting. Courtney Cronin, Aaron Goldhammer with you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. A couple other Vikings things that I think are interesting. There were some rumors flying around about Dalvin Cook's availability. Courtney, does it feel to you like the Vikings maybe think that they sort of hit their ceiling with this core of players and there's some things that they need to really shake up if they're going to end up not just making the playoffs and being a wild card, winning the division, but be able to take that next step and become a real contender in the NFC and a team that team that as, as good as a year they had. I think they went 12-5 and five last year, won their division. Nobody ever really took them seriously as a Super Bowl contender. Do you no. think they would move on from Dalvin Cook? I think that Dalvin's very expensive, and we knew that the bill was going to come due with his contract extension that he signed ahead of the 2020 season. And he's got a $14 million cap hit. He, I believe, is having shoulder surgery this off season, so it's one of those things where the team has wanted him to do this, to my understanding, for a while. And now, for him, you know, I hate using the injury-prone label with Dalvin, but it has been something that has been an issue the last couple of years. He's still a very, very good back, and I think that at this point of his career, he's not going to be looking at this saying, I'm willing to take a pay cut. Yeah. I think that he ends up I, – I know there were some reports that came out of the combine that you know point to the Minnesota Vikings tipping their hand towards Dalvin Cook. They've done that a lot, though. They've got he's gotten his way with this team for years and years and years. I just I can't see because Alexander Madison's about to hit free agency. Yeah. I can't see them moving on from Dalvin Cook as well. So if there was I mean, one I don't thing know where there'd be a compromise, I think it would be Cook. Right? I mean I, I don't know Not with at, that contract. At, yeah, at that number, I don't know who would want to to go after and acquire a player like that. Here as sad as it is, because it was a premier position when we were growing up. But running back is the most replaceable position in the NFL. And I, I think even this year, everybody says Bijan Robinson is one of the best players coming out in the draft. 
But I would not take him in the first round just because I feel like at all times I can find guys on the street that can walk into teams and run for 100 yards that week. You know, the the Chiefs lost Kareem Hunt, obviously, in that situation. They draft a back in the seventh round who ends up helping them win the Super Bowl this year. You know, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, now the Christian McCaffreys of the world are different because they're like receivers more than they are running backs. But the stereotypical Dalvin Cook type running back, I don't know really what his value is left in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Then where does Cousins stand in Minnesota? Well, he signed the one-year extension in March last year. And so he's in a situation now where I think he's looking at his last big deal, maybe a three- to four-year contract. And he loves the fully guaranteed nature of those contracts, a shorter-term commitment, but having most, if not all of it, fully guaranteed. So we'll see if he's able to get one of those deals again. But I just think that if you're the Vikings, you've run this back year and year and year after. Yeah. Like, since he got there in 2018. Yeah. Every year it feels like we have this conversation, the nuclear conversation of are they going to blow it up or are they going to try to run this thing back? Like, there's no gray area ever for the Minnesota Vikings. And that's frustrating if you're a fan because – you get to a place last year where the team is 13-3 and three and they make the postseason, they go to the playoffs, and then they lose. And people were poking holes in that record saying they were a fraudulent 13-3 and three because of all of the one-score games. And, and that's neither here nor there. It's just that none of this has panned out to where you have been able to get back to the area. Yeah. NFC Championship game. Yep. With Kirk Cousins, they have he wasn't part of that team in 2017, yes. and they still Correct. have not been able to get up to that place again. Here's the problem with Kirk Cousins. He is an above-average quarterback. I'm not disputing that. But in a tie game with two minutes to go and the playoffs on the line, do I trust that he's going to take his team the length of the field for the game-winning score? And that's where I would probably say that I've just seen it go with him enough times, including in the playoff game against the Giants last year, where I would just I don't know that I trust him in a big game. The prime time record, the Monday night football bugaboo like we've debated this stuff for so long. Is he the pressure quarterback you really want? I'll take him all day at one o'clock with the fourth announcing crew on Fox. Okay, I I just don't know that you want him in the biggest games under the biggest spotlights. And for him, I think that matters. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. All right, up next, here we go. Diana Rossini has been the reporter of the day with the Aaron Rodgers news. Up next, she joins us live to take us through everything you need to know in the NFL with the league year starting just days away. Don't go anywhere. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, Diana Rossini is going to join us for the latest on Aaron Rodgers in a matter of moments. Canty and Carlin with you, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Courtney Cronin. We are in for the guys today. And, Courtney, let's go straight to the phones. She had the report that had Jets Nation smiling this morning. Diana Rossini joins us now on what's got to be the busiest cell phone this side of Adam Schefter's at ESPN. Diana, the first question is obvious. Where does Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets stand at this hour? We are waiting to hear from Aaron Rodgers on his decision on what he actually wants to do. Does he want to retire? Does he want to play for the New York Jets? Does he want to let the Green Bay Packers know these are his plans? These are sort of the balls that are up in the air at this point. So this all really sits on the shoulders of Aaron. And so the reason why the Jets feel the way they do at this hour, which is optimistic, they're poised. They threw everything at him. Every single thing you could possibly want from the Jets, if you're a Jets fan, in terms of trying to persuade Rodgers to come to New York, the Jets have done. And it all started from a few conversations, and then obviously we all know about this cross-country flight with Woody Johnson, along with his brother, offensive coordinators, assistants, and, and all the pe- all the right people from the Jets organization that – they believe could help not only make the situation comfortable for Aaron Rodgers, but also to to move this along that New York doesn't just want Aaron Rodgers. They really, really believe that they just need this piece to go to the Super Bowl. That's how much they believe in their roster at this point, Aaron. Diana, how does this work contractually? Because we know that the structure of his extension that he signed with Green Bay last offseason is really, really complicated. The Jets, though, if they feel this optimistic about their chances of landing Aaron Rodgers, you got to think that they would have crunched some of the numbers by now to know that they can make this happen and it not kill their salary cap. Exactly, Corte. And they are going to have to make some moves here if they want to land Aaron. And they're going to have to do this, and this is something where – Everyone's kind of working behind the scenes to see who's getting restructured, who's who's in the plans of perhaps getting cut. Because if you take a look, they have some players on their roster right now 
who've got a very heavy price tag that, that the Jets may want to move on from to make room for Aaron Rodgers. And there's been a thought, too, that Rodgers is going to not be as uh, tough with the salary as he was in Green Bay. We know last year he wanted to be the highest-paid quarterback, and that's what he was at the time, and he got his $50 million. Um, and there's, there is some sentiment that, that he may go a little easier there in terms of, of his demand. But the New York Jets are going to make it work. They're going to figure out how they can have Aaron get the New York Jets jersey and be part of this organization. But really, it's kind of been the same, guys, if you think about it. It really just lies in the hands of Aaron. And, and as we're just going to keep waiting for a decision. And there, there's a bit of a thought court that, that he's going to want to wrap this up very soon here and, and let teams know um, as free agency is beginning, right? As we, we know that the teams are going to want mm-hmm. to know where their money's at, where they sure. can spend it. And then, of course, that the tool of recruiting, right? That's always powerful when you have an Aaron Rodgers in the building. You can get some pretty, you know, you can get some pretty incredible players to come play with you. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joins us now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app with the latest on Aaron Rodgers. Diana, um, is the thought of Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay, can we pretty much rule that out entirely? Here's the problem. I feel like if any other quarterback I would say to you, Aaron, like, yeah, well, let's move on. I mean, the, the, we can we can see it. We can call it what it is. But, you know, with Aaron, you, you, you don't know. It really looks like it at this point, you know, and based on some of the conversations I've had even going back to last week, it, it really started to feel like the the page was turning. That chapter of Aaron's life in Green Bay looked to be over. And I think we all saw the first big sign of the team being ready to move on and being okay with it was allowing him to talk to New York, right? Because as those listening know, Aaron could not talk to the Jets without the permission of the Green Bay Packers contractually. So once he got that blessing, that that told, I think, everyone the, the story, which is, Green Bay is okay with him going out there, seeing what the market is, talking to other teams, and perhaps landing somewhere else. What changed? Because I remember a couple weeks ago, and, and I know time and the combine and you know everything that's said there, you know, tends to like pick up steam. But I remember Jeff Darlington, Rob Domofsky, are, are guys who were reporting that there might actually be a chance that he stays in Green Bay. Was there a tipping point here, or was this always going to be the resolution that he was going to start exploring other options outside of Green Bay? Yeah, I don't know if there was any issue between the front office and Aaron Rodgers, none of that has really come to light yet, but you've been doing this long enough, like me, we know that will uh, eventually if there was a problem. Um, I, I think some of the thought process of him wanting to return to Green Bay, it was a lot of Green Bay wanting him to return to Green Bay yeah. um, on the coaching side of this. Right, because who doesn't want to coach Aaron Rodgers? Um, but I think there were some decisions he made. Obviously, not attending some of the off-season program, working with these young rookies. I think from inside that building, it started to wear, and, and things need to change. And and I think they felt that that wasn't necessarily going to happen. And and, and turning the page on Aaron Rodgers and turning to Jordan Love, that had a lot of buzz. In Indy and court, I'm sure you heard it too, more than ever. You go back to Indy last year and we were talking Jordan Love. 
nobody was talking Jordan Love, actually. And when I say talking Jordan Love, I mean, everyone was talking about the Green Bay Packers can't win without Aaron Rodgers. And now it seems like they they really believe he's taken a step and he can play. Um, we'll obviously have to see if, if, if their evaluation is correct. But I, I think this may be just one of those situations where the relationship, the marriage, it's it, it's moving on, and 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 maybe it's best for everybody. So, if not the Jets, I mean, I, I wonder who else could be in the mix, and how does that affect where the compensation stands? Because the Packers, you know, have Rodgers under contract, so they're going to need to trade him for something. Yeah. So I don't get a sense right now that there is another team involved. There always could be. Always, there's always someone lurking. I feel like in this business, but um, in terms of who is as aggressively as we've seen, it's really just New York, right? And and look, guys, I don't want to take the retirement option off the table either. Um, obviously, Adam Schefter has has shed some light on that over the last week or so. That this is a real thing, you know. That that you know, there was a, a, a time. I don't know how long that time lasted, but there was a time where I know a lot of people in the know really believed that that was it. That that Aaron Rodgers was going to hang it up. Uh, but of course, I think. Walking away from that much money, $50 million, and perhaps maybe even more now if you were to wind up with another team, um, that, that, that's hard because we know he can still play. And I think everyone in the league knows that, and he knows it. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see where, what happens next if he decides he doesn't want to be traded to New York, right? Maybe, maybe another team pops up. Um, but again, at this hour, I can just tell you New York, based on conversations from people all over that, that, that work for them, they, they just they feel really good. They feel optimistic this is going to work out. Diana, great stuff, as always. Appreciate the time. Make sure you keep the cell phone. What percentage battery is your cell phone on right now? Gosh, all day. I, you know when you do the fight, of, you know, the uphill battle fight of trying to get to a point where you can charge it, but you're not, and you just it's constantly at four percent. And I know I'm just gonna, it's just gonna die at one point in the middle of something important. I actually was talking to Dan Patrick earlier today, and it it just died right there. And I, I wish I could say I was more professional and and you know could come up with a good tell of like oh you know must have just been a bad connection no 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 it's straight I had to tell straight up my battery sorry about that but it happened <laughs> I need to get another one that that's at the end of the day that that's that was the lesson after today all right new phone coming for Diana Rossini ESPN NFL reporter appreciate the time Diana on a, on a crazy busy day appreciate the insight thank you so much Aaron, you do a great job thanks court love you girl all right Diana Rossini um Courtney, I got to say, listening to the tone of her voice, you know, sometimes Courtney reporters know things that they can't report, right? I mean, course, that happens all the time. And I, I, it's not fair for me to read into that with, with Diana here. But it, it really sounds like the Jets think they're going to get him. It sounds like going back to Green Bay is unlikely. I don't know that we could rule it out entirely, but it sounds like that is really unlikely. The least the the least likely of all the options, I'd say. Another team could crop up, although it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Um, and then really the choice now is in Aaron's court. Does he want to play for the Jets or does he want to retire? You know, it, it feels like that's where this is, right? 
Yeah, and, and Diana was saying she hadn't gotten any indication that there was any other team that right now is ready to pounce. But, of course, if this thing doesn't come through with the Jets and you know it, it ending up with him in a different color of green next year, there will be a team that at least tries 11th hour to get Aaron Rodgers. But we shall see. I mean, this is a developing situation, and there does seem to be quite a bit of optimism from the Jets' side of things that this will work out for them. Yeah, when do you plug your phone back in? At what at what point? At what number? Like 30% does it bother you? To me when it gets red is when I really start to squirm, especially on a work day. I get that message that pops up or you I'm looking at you over there Courtney and it looks like you're the kind of person that lets it run all the way down to zero. Absolutely not. I need that thing. I do not need my phone below 20%. It stresses me out. Up next, Warriors-Grizzlies is a rivalry, and it has gotten spicier. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She's Courtney Cronin. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Well, one of the best rivalries in the NBA just got a little bit spicier. Canty and Carlin are on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Courtney Cronin with you. The Grizzlies right now, Courtney, have a lot going on. Obviously, the John Morant situation being at the top of the list. But Dylan Brooks keeps making messes. He said he doesn't like Draymond Green. What's funny is I think he's the wannabe Draymond Green. Like... He's kind of like Draymond, just not as good at Dr- as Draymond at basketball and also at other things. So I was waiting for what the fireback was going to be. Draymond had a response for Dylan Brooks on his podcast, The Draymond Green Show. Take a listen. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you, not with you. I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. Or do they like you in Memphis? That's a better question. I'm not sure your teammates like you, but I can tell you why they like me over there. When you contribute in the way that I contribute, I have contributed to four championships, they tend to like you. Draymond is a four-time champion. Dylan Brooks, Courtney, is a zero-time NBA champion. And I think that's the end of the story. You can talk when you have the rings but nobody likes someone talking like Dylan Brooks talks when he hadn't really won anything. 
And he just got suspended for a game because of his 16th technical foul on the season. I mean, frankly, I'm kind of surprised that Draymond Green is saying all of this because he and Dylan Brooks have a lot more in common, Heron, than they do except for the rings because Draymond Green cost his team a championship, if memory serves, in 2016 because of his actions that led to his suspension in the late round of the NBA Finals. Like, what are we talking about here where Draymond's coming at him, you know, saying all the things of like, you know, flashing his four rings in front of Dylan Brooks saying, no one likes you, everybody likes me because I helped my team win. Well, you also helped your team lose that series, if I remember correctly, because I covered it. And I think there's a lot more common ground between the two of them, two very volatile players who have issues controlling their emotions on the court, which leads to these technical fouls and leads to the suspensions. I frankly don't agree with any of this. I think that Draymond Green is now flexing because he's in an insulated spot where he's got the pieces around him where... He can still be the enforcer. He can still be the guy that, you know, if he wants to to, to talk more and to do all the things that he does to huh. get himself kicked out, he's yeah. got the clout to do that. Yep. But I just, I don't see it. Uh, I, I don't really like him coming at Dylan Brooks on this one. I think they're both jerks in their own right. <laughs> I think the difference I see is that I know Draymond is beloved by his teammates, right? I mean, I think he is the heart and soul of the Warriors. And you can poke at what happened in the 2016 finals. I mean, really, Draymond's issues f- for that, you know, really started in the Oklahoma City series and yes. before that with some of the antics. And But no one can question the fact that the guy showed up in Game 7 and played better than any of his teammates did at home to try to keep that series close and gave the Warriors a chance at the end to try to pull it out. I just think Draymond is a much better player than Dylan Brooks. He Dylan- is, but I just don't like the I don't like the talking. I feel like, you know, what do you you've been in the spot that Dylan Brooks has been in before. I well, and it's Draymond, bitten you in the butt. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I just think he, Dylan Brooks is a cheap shotter. Do you think Draymond is a cheap shot? He Brooks? is absolutely taking cheap I shots, and he's cost his team by the technical fouls he's that he's gotten that's led to suspensions. There have, it, there have been moments where he has been. I'm not going to call him a dirty player, but, I mean, he has definitely made some dirty plays. He's also, he's also been the defensive player of the year. Like, I, I, in my mind, he's just – he speaks from another plane – when he speaks, people should listen. When Dylan Brooks speaks, I just want to tell him to shut up. And Dylan Brooks pulls moves to me that Draymond wouldn't quite pull. Up next, one team getting hot at the right time. Who is it? We'll explain ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 